so uh, so the bell jar is right out for any listeners who have been following along. Um, we're not doing that book this week. We'll do it eventually. You'll get your <laughs> no. bell jar. We took a hard turn off the bell jar. Yeah. And, I would say um, we might be like doing the opposite of the bell jar. I think this is about as opposite as you can get from Sylvia Plath. To Anne M. Martin and <laughs> ghostwriters. Uh, hey, I'm Jessica Austin. And I'm Lauren Ballman. Welcome to a COVID episode of Required Recast. Um, <laughs> we are recording virtually. I don't know why that's spooky. <laughs> I think like it's less spooky. Like, it's because I can see yeah. your face. I know you're not sneaking up behind me. <laughs> hey, what if I was also right behind you? I, I I'm would not. never. You're not. That's disappointing. Ooh. Um, but we're, yeah, so Lauren and I were trying to, like, get up the gumption to do this pod, and we're both just like, I don't, Sylvia Plath, it's so sad. And it was like, I mean, I feel like we slogged through about nine weeks of, like, COVID stay at home before both of us were just like, fuck it, man, do you just want to do Babysitter's Club? Yeah, we're like, we can't take it anymore. We need to talk. We need to podcast. We need to talk um, about books. And yet, we don't want to talk about anything serious. So what's the opposite of serious? Babysitter's <laughs> Club. Babysitter's Club. Uh, which I, Babysitter's which, Club. Did you watch the show? The Say Hello oh, yeah. to Your See, I missed Say hello it. to your friends. No, I totally did. Um, I remember that I had the VHS tapes, which means they probably still exist somewhere in like my boxes of crap at my parents' house. Yep. Um, I don't want to give you summer vacation homework for when you drive to your parents' house this uh, this coming week, but I, I'm gonna. If you can unearth any old Babysitter Club books and or VHSs or fan fiction that you wrote, I would be really grateful. Oh, you know that's on the list. Um, that was on the list anyway. And then <laughs> now doing this, I'm like even more inspired to find those. Because I, I distinctly remember a moment where my cousin, because I have a... Um, my cousin is, I have one cousin who's 10 years younger than me and we're a lot alike. And I remember when she was starting to get into reading a lot more and my mom wanted to give her my babysitter's club books. And that was the one time oh. in my life I was like, nope. I said, I will share anything else, but that collection stays with me. <laughs> when did you start reading them? I'm trying to remember. I have like the this memory of riding my bike to like the target by by the house where I used to live in and I don't even remember the year like I'm trying to attach an age to this house but like like cause yeah you kind of remember the environment of oh I was here when I was reading this stuff the first one came out in 1986 but we both would have been too little to be reading it when it first came out yeah I feel like I probably I, I got it pretty fast because I'm a little bit older than you because I was born I was born in 1978 so I would have been like eight um, and you would have been like six-ish. So I was like almost a babysitter age, just saying, and you were still a babysitter charge age when it came out. So I would have babysittered you, probably babysat you. <laughs> I'm a babysitter you. I would have let you. That's like that John Mulaney joke where he thought his babysitter was so much older. And then when he grew up, he found out she was only 12 and he was like nine. And he's like, she could barely do anything else better than me. To dial the phone a little faster. Well, and that's what this feels like revisiting the Babysitter's Club. Um, because for those of you who were a female in the 80s at some point, you probably got your mitts on a Babysitter's Club book. 80s, 90s. Um, I feel like, are they still popular? Do you think people still read those? Well, what's crazy is it said these were published from 1986 until 2000. 
And then there's been a resurgence where they've been like republished. So I think they are still popular. Yeah, because there's like graphic novels coming out or graphic novels that Anna Martin is supervising. There's uh, there's multiple covers that are different than like the 80s-tastic covers that you and I had. Oh my gosh. And did you hear the thing about Kirsten Dunst? Did you read my message about her? I about died. Oh, that was amazing. Will you put that picture up on our uh, our Insta today at some point? Or A hundred percent, yes. What else am I doing? Nothing. Um, one of the fun facts I read was how that little a little baby Kirsten Dunst was a model for the covers like the original OG 80s covers and so like the third book I think is the first one she's on and and if you look at it closely it's like yeah that could be a little wee Kirsten Dunst with her blonde ponytail and then I'm like why is baby Amy March on babysitters club books and that little baby vampire uh, so our book today our piece of uh, required reading might not have been required scholastically, but was probably required if you wanted to have any friends, because this is The Babysitter's Club by Anne M. Martin, number one, Christie's- Christie's great idea. Thank you. It's Christie's great idea. I keep wanting to say big idea, and I'm like, that's, that's not what it was. Um, and Christie's great idea is the sh book that spawned, like, hundreds of Babysitter's Club books, uh, a, a little sister- series, special editions, and I would have to say this impacted my childhood more than almost anything else. Absolutely, um, because I know that the next one that got really big were the Sweet Valley High, and I got into those, but not nearly as much as I had been into Babysitter's Club. No, because, you know, anybody can babysit, but not anybody has a twin, so these are already more relatable. Exactly, and, uh, and babysitting was one of, was my first job like I started babysitting my neighbors, I remember. Were you eight years old? No, I was not. I think I was at least like 11 or 12 when everyone allowed me to start watching other children. It's insane to me to think like, sure, let's put this eight-year-old in charge of a five-year-old. Right. So if I started reading The Babysitter's Club in, let's say, somewhere between 1986 and 1988 when they were published, I would have been 8 to 10-ish. And from the point of view of an 8 to 10-ish kid, a babysitter, a 12-year-old babysitter who is in middle school is like a grown-up goddess. You're like, I someday hope I can be cool enough to babysit and be in middle school. Oh my gosh, I still remember one of my first babysitters who babysat me, her name was Heather. And I thought she was like the bee's knees. I remember being so excited when she would come over to watch me. I also was an only child. So it was a cool way to like have an older sister for like a minute. Well, if they were teenagers, you were like, you're a teenager. And a teenager like starts at 13. So you're like, the board the back. That is so old. You have the number teen in your age. <laughs> the number You teen. must be cool. <laughs> It's a number. Don't worry about it. Um, but it. Anne M. Martin writes Christie's great and, and Christie's great idea. Jesus, it's not Christie's an adventure. Great adventure. It's not big. Christie does something in this book, and it's great, and it's big, and it's an adventurous idea. And uh, she decides to start a babysitting club in Stony Brook, Connecticut, with four, three of her friends. Oh boy. Um, and then that became my standard for what I always wanted my friend group to be. I wanted mm -hmm. a very hip Japanese friend who was great at art. 
I wanted a shy friend whose father was probably uh, slightly emotionally abusive. Yeah. And I wanted a diabetic friend who could, would take me to see Starlight Express when I would visit New York with her. Um, although in this situation, I feel like I'm Christy and I don't want to be Christy. Um, the same thing happened to me in this reread. I was like, oh my God, the only one I could have been was Christy and I don't want to be her. But I was. Wants- but I kind of was. Yeah. Minus the well, divorce. Well, no, I had, I didn't want, I had stepfather issues. So oh, okay. yeah, fuck. And I guess I, I was kind of sporty, but not really. I wanted to be Claudia. She seemed so cool to me and different and fun. Oh yeah. And aloof. <laughs> Claudia oh. just always kind of seems a little like, whatever, let's just whatever. do that. I'm super artsy. So yeah. at, in our, in our book, it starts off that, uh, Christy, Christy's mom can't find a babysitter and is like dinner's happening and she's calling around and all of a sudden our girl Christy, seventh grader, 12 year old Christy Thomas is like light bulb. I have a great idea. And a big adventure. (laughs) I'm going to start a babysitting club. So she does. And one thing that that I laughed about was how she was, so Marianne is her best friend and lives next door-ish. Yeah, yeah right next door. Communicate with flashlights. Mm-hmm. So 80s, y'all, no cell phones, no typey types. How did they have this elaborate system of flashlight communication? Because Mar- because she, she spelled out this whole elaborate message to her with the flashlight about, I want to start a babysitting club. Let's meet at school tomorrow to talk about it. I'm like, girl. Yeah. So Christy gets her great idea, and then we slowly start to get to know the members of the Babysitter's Club, which will later expand. But one of the first people we meet is Marianne Spear, whose father doesn't let her do anything and, like, has to dress in baby clothes and overalls and isn't allowed to use the phone. But she can babysit. Um, and can't spend her money on pizza parties. No, you no pizza. Just you should need to spend that on college. you got to start uh, saving for college. So yeah, Christy lives next door to Marianne and Marianne's the first person she talks to, but they communicate via elaborate Morse code flashlight situations outside their windows. Um, And it seems time consuming. And this book is written from Christy's perspective, by the way. And uh, she even says how she's like, I'm the loud one and Marianne's the quiet one. And so they're basically opposites and that's why they're besties. But they both look young and they both have shoulder length brown hair in case you were wondering. And they're both, they both don't they don't like boys yet. No. Um, and no. maybe they never will. Maybe. Yeah. The future sequel mm. to the Babysitters Club is Marianne and Christy Marianne finally and- run away together. <laughs> They deserve it. They deserve it. And based on some interesting fun facts I learned about our author, that might not be completely far fetched. Uh, uh, but the next it. We then meet Claudia Kishi, who lives uh, lives in the neighborhood, but a little bit down, a little bit away. Um, and as we've mentioned, she's Japanese American and is fashionable as fuck. Yeah, girl's got style. Mm-hmm. And loves uh, candy because she hides love- it in her room all the time. And she has a really bitchy older sister who's super smart. Janine, don't forget, super smart Janine. Janine. Um, and Claudia is also an artist and draws and has a phone line in her room. <gasps> OMG. So if you're looking for somebody to uh, fill out your babysitting club, it might be the girl with her own phone line. Yeah. 
And uh, she also has recently made a new friend, somebody who just moved to town from <gasps> New York City. New York City? <laughs> so, well, I've never been out there. Do you travel by subway? <laughs> well, timey. Um, Stacy Stacy McGill is from New York City, and she likes boys. And she and Claudia are being like friendy friends. Um, I do like that the babysitting club is the thing that brings the girls who don't like boys yet and girls who do like boys yet together in friendship. It's true. I they they have a good merging right from the beginning. Because I was totally one of those girls who wasn't, I don't remember, I wasn't into, I was, I would totally be more into, that's probably why I'm a Christie. I totally would have been more into starting a babysitting club than boys at that age. Yeah, you're right. You're like, you know what? With babysitting club, you can earn your own money and buy what I you can want. Earn like, I can earn like four whole dollars for four hours of babysitting. <laughs> plus a couple extra dollars for an extra kid or two. Uh, yeah. So they start their club and bless them. They have like meetings every day after school where they just go to oh, Claudia's girls. girls. Their business hours are like half an hour long or is it an hour and a half? I think it was 5.30 to something. <laughs> and then they have- They, they have they, flyers. They print flyers. They were all excited about putting an ad in the local paper. Um, they all and have low. positions now. They're president, mm -hmm. vice president, treasurer, and secretary. Right. You know, Christie's naturally the president. Um, Claudia is the vice president because it's her room. <laughs> Marianne is like, um, can I please be secretary? Because I'm not good with numbers. I just like writing. And Stacy's like, I'm from New York and I have diabetes. I absolutely. Oops, spoiler. Oh wait, we have. <laughs> Should I, I'm gonna beat that out. Big reveal yet. Actually, I don't know if I know how to beat that out. So anyway, Stacy. Um, Stacy's like, I'm from New York and I know math. Yeah, I'm from New York and I know math. And also, I don't want any of your sugary snacks, please. No, thank and you. I feel like every meeting there's like, look at this candy I hid behind my bed. And then there's, then there's dun, dun, dun. I can't then, eat any of that candy. I'm on a diet. And then she like abruptly leaves and like everybody feels bad for bullying her about her diet. But Stacy's not on a diet. How could she be on a diet? She's already so thin and blonde. <laughs> right? You couldn't possibly need to be a diet if you were blonde. If you're thin <laughs> and brunette, however, you should probably dye that brown away. Or excuse me, oh, diet yeah. that brown away. So their jobs start coming in. And unfortunately for our girl, Christy, um, as, Lauren, <laughs> as Lauren mentioned, Christy's parents are divorced. And her dad just sort of bounced, and it's her mom, Edie Thomas, Aww. played in the upcoming show by Alicia Silverstone. Yes! Um, she's has, a mom now, and it's she's, great. She's a mom. More on that. But mom Christy's type. got two older brothers and a little brother. Um, so Christy's single mother has is raising four kids on a little bit of child support and has met a really nice dude that she's dating, and Christy yeah. is fucking having none of it. Christy is such a bitch to Watson. Christy's awful to Watson, <laughs> not in general. The bar where he brings her, he brings home Chinese food and she's like, I'm gonna make a peanut butter and jelly. She's just such a bitch about it. Such a bitch about it. Uh, so yeah, he's like a pretty nice dude who's dating Christy's mom. And by the end of the book, they end up getting engaged and Christy's mm -hmm. fine with it. And but, Christy, she gets a big rock on her finger. So Christy yeah. thinks it's cool. Oh my Watson's God. got money. Mm -hmm. Make money, Watson Brewer. Um, so the first call that comes in is actually Christy's mom and Christy's all pissed at her. She's like, mom, don't call me during babysitting club hours. 
And Alicia Silverstone's like, no, I need babies. I need babysat at Watson's house. Um, Christy's like, fuck Watson. I'm not doing it. Um, somebody else Anybody go else? do it. Yeah, exactly. She makes Marianne go do it. Of course. Because she's her best friend and you make your best friend go do things you don't want to do. That's what exactly. friendship works. Because Watson has two little kiddos of his own. Christy gets her own job babysitting uh, children named Pinky and Buffy. And she's all like, yeah, new client. I'm going to be awesome at it. Um, and then who else gets jobs? Oh, Stacy gets a job. Oh, yeah. Stacy's um, first Stacey. babysitting job mm -hmm. is babysitting for Christy's little brother. Yeah, she's the one uh, who takes it. So she can flirt with her big brother. Yeah. You know, Christy's mom and stepdad are actually doing quite a bit of support for the Babysitter's Club. Agreed. They're like, like half the income. <laughs> Christy, it's your friends and family. It's not oh, a company. Man. Oh, man. Um, and then Claudia babysits somebody. I don't fucking know. Yeah, Claudia I don't remember who. Oh, it was some really difficult family that, like, had a couple of kids and then somebody else brought their kids over too. And Claudia didn't know. And now there were four kids or something like that. Which, to be fair, I will say, as as a nanny, that used to happen to me sometimes when I'd be at the hockey rink for the boys' games and be, like, in the common room or whatever, and it was, like, all of a sudden parents would just start, like, leaving their kids behind and leave because I guess they would figure there was an adult in the room. But you shouldn't do that to 12 or 13-year-old girls. No, they can't handle that. Um, mm -mm. Yeah, is it, is it, like, customary to charge extra for an additional child? Like, as a professional child care giver, given her? Jesus. I mean, I've always just had, like, an hourly rate that I feel includes the full amount of children. Yeah, I mean, because once, <laughs> once you get too many, like, they either self-correct and entertain each other, or it's suddenly you're teaching an improv class. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> really, teaching improv is just a step above babysitting. Oh, so all of these ding-dongs get their first uh, babysitting club jobs and go gallivanting <laughs> off home to get excited about it. Start raking in that and mad money, money. Oh, and they get prank callers, which are Christie's brothers, and... Oh my God, oh yeah, those dicks. So they start going about their uh, their babysitting jobs and we hear about Christy's first um, and hers is all jacked because they're not kids at all. <laughs> it's two dogs. But to be fair, like I feel like Buff, what were they, Buffy and Pinky? Like could have been names of kids in the 80s. Like I could I could see why she thought they would actually be kids. Yeah, and she, she, you know, she was having some, like, this seems odd kind of moments. And she originally, like, she thinks they're locked in the laundry room and they're children. But no, no, they're dogs. Uh, so the babysitters learn a valuable lesson called confirm that the children are children before babysitting mm -hmm. them. Maybe get a little mm -hmm. bit more details before mm -hmm. you say yes. <laughs> and then, uh, so then Stacy has her job, which is babysitting Christy's little brother, David Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Babysitter's Club was the first time I ever saw somebody who had two first names as a first name. <laughs> and I didn't understand it. I really wish it had been George Michael. I really wish it had been George Michael. Like when I saw Arrested Development for the first time and I found out his son was named George Michael, I was not thinking of the senior so singer songwriter. I was thinking of David Michael from Babysitter's Club. And I was like, yes. oh, he has two names too. Yes. And they never called him David. They just always called him David Michael. It's so weird. David Michael. That's four syllable name, dude. That's a lot of name for a kid. That's too many syllables for a wee child to figure out. 
And uh, Stacy's just mainly, mainly has a nice time sitting for Christy's little bro because her Christy's big bro comes home and Stacy thinks he's hot and he thinks Stacy's hot. And oh yeah, young love. Which gross because she's he's a freshman in high school and she's in seventh grade. So, PSA. In case any middle schoolers are listening to this, you shouldn't be, but I know some of you do. I mm-hmm. teach you. I know your lives. Um, if a boy in high school asks out a seventh grader, I think it means there might be something wrong with that boy. Yes. Not, not yes. okay. Not okay, kids. Don't, that's a big age. It's a big age gap. I say don't do it. Mm-hmm. If you're 18 years old and somebody's 30 <laughs> years old and has fallen in love with you, don't do that either. No. So, yeah. Yeah, we we here at Required Readcast don't want to tell you how to live your life, but there are certain things. When there's that big of an age gap, it probably means the older predatory feeling person might have a problem. Yeah, maybe Um, just a little bit. That being said, I really hope I don't know any middle schoolers who are dating high schoolers, because then I just said terrible things about the person they're dating. Hey, they need to know somehow. They need to find out somewhere. They do. And it can't can't be from their parents. It should be from the Babysitter's Club books. And a podcast. (laughs) And a podcast from two single women. What? (gasps) Childless. I'll delete that. I'm tired. Um, Hey, but then Marianne. We have to talk about Marianne's babysitting job, please. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like hers. Because there's a kitty. There's a big, fat kitty. They have a big, fat kitty. And his name is Boo Boo. So Marianne has to go babysit for um, Christy's mom's boyfriend's kids. Yes. Who Watson, live in a nice Watson part of town. Mm-hmm. They are fancy and have money. They're fancy and they have money. And Christy was pretty resentful of that at first. But by the time the babysitting job is over, Christy is feeling the house. And or, sorry, or oops, that was the next babysitting job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got ahead of myself. <clears throat> he leaves his kids a lot. He does. That's kind of a thing she gives him shit for, which is fair. Yeah, you know, be with home with your children, Watson. <laughs> so Marianne goes over, and they've got a big fat cat that like attacks people, um, and that immediately runs into the neighbor's yard. And Marianne's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, and they think uh, the kids think that their neighbor is a witch, uh, which has an amazing witch name. Uh, it was. It was. Oh shit! I didn't write it down. Uh, wait. Hold on. I have it on my phone. Okay, we'll find it. Um, but yeah, so they have this, and they have this theory that the crazy witch lady, whose name was Morbida Destiny, that's a good made their cat fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great Morbida Destiny. Morbida Destiny, uh, maze balls. Uh, so yeah, so much cat drama, and the old lady. Sometimes when you think like kids are scared of old ladies in books and television, that's that's actually just a lonely old person who isn't mean to kids, but then this bitch comes out of her house and she's kind of awful about it. So they're a little justified in their feelings. Yeah. She was like kids and pets and like had a rake and you're like, well, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm unhappy. I'm old and I have a wart up my nose, literally. Uh, (laughs) So then Marianne babysits. It all turns out well. It's all great. Stacy refuses candy wherever she goes. Mm -hmm. Um, Christy and everybody's so pleased with themselves that they're like, let's take some of our babysitting money and have a pizza party. Um, And then the shit just hits the fan. Because I didn't know pizza parties had so much, so much at stake. Because just so much drama. Stacy's like, oh, I don't know. And then they're like, don't worry about your diet, Stacy. It'll be okay. And she's like, well, I might be in New York. And so Stacy. And they're like, you just went there. She's like, well, I might have to go again. And they're like, something's up. Little do they know that Stacy 
has not gone to New York because Christy calls her house. Stacy's mom straight up lies. Um, Stacy's mom. Stacy's mom, mom has got, got it going, it going on. on. <laughs> Can we sing and sync on Zoom? No. Apparently, the answer is no. Can we sing um, and sync anyways. in real life? <laughs> no. Also, also no. no. Stacy's mom, who's got it going on, um, <laughs> lies for her seventh grade daughter. And it's like, Stacy, I'll go get her. Oh, wait, what's that? Um, just kidding. She's not here. She's in um, New York. She's in uh, New York. Yes, that's it. All right, everything's normal. Goodbye. Yeah. So then Marianne is like getting driven somewhere and she's walk, riding her bike or some babysitting shit. And she sees Stacy. <laughs> and Marianne's like, oh my God, Christy, Stacy is lying to us. Stacy's mom lied. She does not have it going on. Um, <laughs> and so in the meeting, I can handle Stacy lying to us, but Stacy's mom, Stacy's mom, boo. Well, Christy, of course, having no social tact at all at the meeting is like, Stacy, exactly why are you a liar? <laughs> and that's kind of pretty much how she said, says it. And then Claudia gets mad <laughs> and Stacy gets mad. Maybe, maybe this is the part of me that's like Christy. <laughs> Where you're like, oh, I just fucked everything up because I have no tag. Bitch, why are you lying? Bitch, why are you lying? Yeah. Then my favorite part of this whole fight is where Christy starts to be shitty to Marianne. And then she's like, oh, uh -huh. I can't have Marianne be mad at me too because then it'll be three against one instead of two against two. So she doesn't <laughs> be nice to her for like any real reason. She's just nice to her because she wants something on her side. And I was like, Christy. Oh God, that is such girl behavior. Ugh, girls. Middle school girls. <laughs> Oh, this is the, just the worst. Everybody screams and cries at each other, and then they hug and are best friends after like 30 minutes. Everything. Yeah. Fine. And somewhere in there, Christy goes and babysits for Watson, and she realizes the kids are cute, and that Watson's house is really nice, and maybe it would be an upgrade for both her mom and her family to have a dad and a nice house. Um, and then Mama, Mama Brewer gets engaged, and it's great. Yeah, yeah. And Christy actually like writes Watson a, a nice note. It was like, sorry, I was a dick. You can marry my mom if you want, I guess. Love but Christy. Christy. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that, that reconciled really, really easy, quickly. And then we find out finally, because the girls have to reconcile and we have the big reveal from Stacy about why she's been so shady. Yeah, she's not on a diet, you guys. Uh -uh. She has diabetes. You guys, this is not a joke. This is not a joke. Back in New York, when she was diagnosed with diabetes, <laughs> she fainted a couple times, and the kids in her grade were mean to her. So that's why she moved to Stony Brook. <laughs> because she suffered diabetes, it, it involved <laughs> bullying, and had to leave Manhattan so she could be around people who would be nice to her with her diabetes. <laughs> exactly. I just, it's the way you're saying diabetes. <laughs> it's getting me every time. Well, and Wilford Brimley, if he says it, I, he's the expert. I'm Wilford Brimley, and I have diabetes. <laughs> I'm Stacy McGill, and I have diabetes. And they each stand up one by one and slow clap. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh god. So she finally oh, reveals her big news and they're all like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Who cares? And then they, they think that her New York friends were dickheads for being mean to her for having diabetes. Like, yeah. They were kind of dickheads for it, but New York. Yeah. I mean, that's New York for you. Uh, yep. <laughs> and, and then they decide that 
their club's going to be a huge success and they're all friends and yay. And best day ever. Best day ever. Originally, I, I learned some, fun, some things that this was supposed to be a limited run series of only four books. Oh, wow. This, okay. All right. All right. Podcast listeners. If you're still out Lauren there. Lauren and I did a hard left. I know. They're like, we can't listen to podcasts anymore. <laughs> um, no, but um, like, uh, you know, some, we haven't always done grown ass adult books books like we did the Grinch or how the Grinch stole Christmas not the Grinch who stole Christmas by the way um we've done like Matilda those are books for children but they were still like pieces of like an author's dream or like vision and Babysitter's Club uh, according to Wikipedia came into existence because oops, hang on a second I'm on Anne M. Martin's Wikipedia not the Babysitter's Club or Wikipedia the, from Wikipedia, the idea for the Babysitter's Club series originated with Jean Faywell, an editor at Scholastic who saw the popularity of a novel called Ginny's Babysitting Job and realized there was a market for novels about babysitting. So she asked Anna Martin, who kind of like basically she commissioned her to write this series of four books. Um, and Anna Martin created the characters and the setting, etc. But an editor was like, hey, here's this. <laughs> Can I get a one, three word suggestion for a book? Babysitting Club. All right, I heard Babysitting Club. <laughs> and in and... my mind, that lady, what was her name, Jean? She was Jean, right? She's got like a total 80s power suit on. <laughs> she works at Scholastic. She looks like Mindy St. Clair from The Good Place. Yep, there she is. In my mind, she is 100% my Mary Beth Monroe. Um, so yeah, originally it was supposed to be four books, one about each of the girls, because the four, the four books at the beginning of the series are Christie's Great Idea, mm -hmm. um, Claudia and Mean Janine, Marianne Saves the Day, and The Trouble with Stacy. So each sitter got their got their own standalone novel at the beginning, and that was kind of supposed to be the end. Mm -hmm. But they were wildly popular, so Anne M. Martin started writing lots and lots more, like a lot, like hundreds. Yeah, between 1986 and 2000. Scholastic published 213 Babysitter's Club books. 131 of those were novels in the core series, and then there were super specials, three dozen mysteries, and then other books featuring the characters that she created. I mean, this thing, if we just look at the original four books as like the, the original nugget, this thing has spawned so many incarnations, so many spin-offs, so many TV shows. There's another one coming up. Movies, a fucking video game, a CD. It's bonkers how popular this was. Um, and and um, how many girls started a babysitting club of their own, I'm sure. Uh, well, like I, like I texted you, Lauren, I was like, did Babysitter's Club, are they responsible for the gig economy now? Because <laughs> I feel like that's a very early app development. Yes, Jess and I are going to start a babysitting club. We're just going to do it while we're in our uh, 40s, basically. Yeah. <laughs> what? There's no theater anymore. I have literally nothing else to do. My jobs are all dead. So you know what? On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're going to meet at 530. Call, call the phone number. Mm -hmm. um, if it's busy, if there's a busy signal, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but so, the, yeah. So Anna Martin wrote... 30-something of the original books, and hundreds of these were written by ghostwriters. So good for mm -hmm. her for, you know, making the money. Making that money, yeah, yeah. But even books that you and I have read that have been in series, like Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, etc., have all been penned by the original author. Like, nothing got started to be farmed at as, out as a commercial product. 
Like this is, yeah. no offense to you, Anna Martin, but I would say this is the first book that we've done that is not literature. <laughs> like, for sure. You know, no, no offense, but seriously. Uh, and it makes it weirdly to talk about. Like I I'm, have a couple things I want to say about Anna Martin, but I want to say mainly good for you, lady. You wrote books that kept me entertained for my childhood. Like, I don't feel like we need to dive yeah. into Sylvia Plath levels of family drama because. No, 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 no. And I do think, you know, there is an importance to like something that's going to get kids engaged in reading. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what these books did. Um, and I think that that it has its own merit, you know, mm -hmm. even though they're not, they might not be like the best books in the world. And she probably, she stopped writing them herself. But I do think that, um, I mean, I remember the excitement of like, oh, there's a new babysitter's club book coming out and like getting to this, making my mom take me to the bookstore and I'd saved up my money to buy the new one. And like, I mean, that there's something to be said for like engaging kids in reading like that. You oh know? yeah. Like. I think you and I are probably huge readers now because of, well, not now, because we can't read anything now, because our brains are broken now. Because <laughs> my brain is broken. <laughs> but, you know, before when we used to have brains, we used to be really big readers. And I, yeah, like I used to read these, I think I've read every book in the Babysitter's Club series at least three times. Oh, wow. But, like I would put them in my bag when we were going on a car trip and they're short. They're, totally. But they all follow, you You see how Anna Martin was able to farm these out to ghostwriters because they follow the same fucking structure. Like they're each mm -hmm. written from the first person point of view of whichever babysitter is in the title, Christy and the, Marianne and the. Um, mm -hmm. And so chapter one's like the setup. And then chapter two, God bless it, is always the same thing. And I, oof. I would skip it. You would? A lot of the time, yeah. Oh, I would always read it because I wanted to figure out what was different this time. So like the second chapter was always the narrator talking about how the Babysitter's Club came to be. Like the, mm -hmm. they always included the same exposition in every book written slightly mm -hmm. differently. So you had your idea, you had your info about the club, but then they would do a description of each girl. But you know what I love about that mm. is like, it's the assumption that kids were just picking these up at random, like midway through the series. When I feel like the series was so, kids were reading the whole thing, like probably started at the beginning. So it's so funny to me that by book 42, they were still putting in this like, yeah. insane explanation. By like <laughs> summer edition number 200 super special mystery <laughs> bonus features. They're still like, the club was founded by Christy. It was her great idea. We're like, we get it. <laughs> but I would love to read it because it would describe what like each of the girls' personality was and then kind of what their outfit True. was. And like just Christy kind of dressed in boys' clothes. Marianne was like dressed uh -huh. like a child. And then Claudia always wore the most batshit configuration of garments I had ever heard of. It was great. It was great. She's always got like earrings shaped like telephones fluorescent green leggings underneath a ballet tutu with a fedora on her head <laughs> three layers of socks fucking three layers of high socks. top tennis shoes and her hair pulled into a side pony <laughs> her hair pulled into three braids uh <laughs> and then stacy would always have something fashionable on but i would always mainly read yeah. it up to, and also to like figure out what they were going to tell us claudia had hidden in her room like is it twinkies this book mm -hmm. or is it like goldfish crackers what are you doing claudia yeah, we know what you're doing. It's sneaking junk food. But I, 
I kind of feel like it's silly, but these books taught me a lot of things. Like, why the fuck did we read this? Oh, no, that's not silly at all. We, yeah. we didn't We didn't have to, but we chose to. And I think more people chose to read this extracurricular reading than, like, wanted to read the stuff we were being told to read in school. So why was this, like, so appealing to us? Why aren't they making yet another fucking TV series of it? I do think there is... I know for me, I was definitely one of those girls and prepubescent girls for sure who didn't really have a lot of girlfriends mm -hmm. and I think for me Babysitter's Club was like a very positive role model of like this female group of female relationships early female relationships that yeah they still get in fights and have dumb arguments and whatever but they they run a business together <laughs> and they're fair and equitable with each other and they're like a good you know, group of friends. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, for, it was a good example of that for me anyway. And I, th I think that maybe subconsciously that was something that was really appealing mm -hmm. to me well, they, at that age. They weren't very soapy. Like we mentioned Sweet Valley no. High and Sweet Valley Twins coming up. And those were always a little bit like Sweet Valley High, they were in high school and they were a little more sensational. Like they were having sex and like- dangerous. Way more about boys mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, and this was just kind of like about friendship. But I also, mm -hmm. like, I grew up in Southern California, and I couldn't tell you fuck all about the East Coast. And, like... Oh, yeah, that's true, so too. Like, yeah. It was a good exposure to that. What is a little town like Stony Brook like? Okay, what is Stamford, Connecticut like? Suddenly I knew a city in Connecticut. Like, <clears throat> they go to the Jersey Shore. I read about them going to Manhattan before I ever went to Manhattan. Did you remember that one where Stacy took them to New York? It, it's like coming back to me since you brought oh, girl, it up. For do you sure. by any chance remember? They really do go see Starlight they Express. They do go see Starlight Express. And it's the best. Oh, oh, man. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. I'm going to have to find that one if I find the books at my parents' yes, house. Yes. It's amazing. Um, I bet I have it. But I like them that, you know, they later introduce more babysitters. Like they get Mallory, Pike, and Jesse, who's the first, oh, yeah. uh, the yep. only African-American babysitter in the Babysitter's Club. Mm -hmm. um, Marianne eventually gets a Southern boyfriend named Logan. Um, this rich bitch <laughs> joins their club. Like Christy's dog, Louie, dies. Like they go through so oh, much shit right. in over 200 books. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and they do it together because they're friends. Because they're friends. Uh, but Babysitter's Club was humongous uh, in, in other forms of media. Like Lauren watched the show. I never watched the TV show. Oh, yeah. I loved the show. I still remember the theme song. It's ingrained in my brain forever. Um, if we find a way to cut that in, we should play a little bit of it. Um, I mean, you don't want to put our <laughs> great vocal rendition from earlier. That was amazing. That's true. <laughs> I was all about saying hello to your friends. Um, but yeah, and and then I had the uh, VHS tapes for sure. Uh, but yeah, I didn't see the TV series or the movie with like Larissa Olenek and like all those mid 90s stars or early 2000s stars. But mm -hmm. what I'm super excited about in a different way is that Netflix has a new Babysitter's Club coming out. I'm all in on it. I am all in on it for two reasons. The first reason being that it's a very diverse lineup of babysitters. Um, there was always something a little bit, uh, a little bit white about those covers. 
Um, I really admire Anna Martin for, in her core four, she had a Japanese American character and that in the mid eighties, who was not a stereotype, who was just a really cool girl with her own personality. That was really big. Um, I mean, I'll be honest in Arizona, she was probably the only Japanese American I was exposed to really. Yeah. We didn't have very many nationalities and it was it was cool to be exposed in that kind of way where you're right she was just like i wanted to be her she was the cool one the coolest girl in a group of friends rather than a side character in like a historical fiction novel it was like nope Mm -hmm. we don't just relegate people who are not white to side characters in books they are part of the main core and that's what i think this new show the new babysitters club show is there's um i believe dawn is latinx um i don't think most of the babysitters are Caucasian. And I think that's really neat. Um, just there's no reason it has to be a club of four to eight white girls. No, it should reflect where we're at right mm-hmm. now. Lots of people babysit. Um, lots of people hang out. Lots of people can be friends. However, the, it's true. the second reason I'm excited, which you and I have already t- <laughs> touched on, are the parents. Because uh, up, oh yeah, I'd say even ten years ago, I would be like, oh, what young actors are playing the babysitters? How exciting! And now I'm like, Mark Evan Jackson from The Good Place is playing <laughs> Marianne's dad. Yes, and like you said, uh, Alicia Silverstone. Oh man, I'm pumped about that one. I know we're in this this crazy phase of life now, where the, like people who we were into that were actors when we were like teenagers are now like the parents on things. Yeah. And it's pretty great. Oh, and I'm but here also, for it. I feel old, but also I'm going to watch. Um, so, okay, this question. If, um, if you had to start, if you were not allowed to start a babysitting business in the mid-80s, no technology, <laughs> what, kind of babe, what kind of business would you have started out of your bedroom? Say it's 80s technology, though, so no internet anything. That's not a babysitting business? Not a babysitting business. Um, All right. I probably would (laughs) have... Could I have found some way to make, like, Oregon Trail playing a business? Because I was all in on Oregon Trail. Like, uh, how can I do that? Um, No, or maybe some sort of... Actually, like, I probably would have been one of those kids who was like, let's sell baked goods and had, like, a neighborhood, um, like, baked good business. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like a lemonade stand, but taken up a notch, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so funny. Cause that's what I was going to say, except <gasps> I don't know. We would have been doing that. We would have been, there would have been an Arizona branch and a California branch. And, but except I'm <laughs> shitty at baking. I've never been good at it. Why do I think that's a thing I could make a club about? Oh, so I'm sh- I know in reality that would probably just be me asking my mom to bake things and then I would sell them. And the ingredients probably cost more than what we're selling the cookies for. <laughs> yeah. This is why ch- a lot of childhood businesses don't take off. You think the cost margin is always <laughs> no, way too high and the labor is unreasonable. It's just unreasonable because <laughs> it's always parents. <laughs> I just wondered that about bake sales. Is it like can you just give me can I just donate what it would cost me in flour, chocolate chips, eggs, vanilla, blah, blah, blah? Can I give you 20 bucks instead of me spending hours of making cookies? Because yeah, it would just work better. Because damn. And then there's always somebody who feels bad because their stuff's not getting bought mm-hmm. because it's clear it's not the good baked goods. It's just always, it's a lot of work. It's just hurtful. Fundraisers, yeah. are, fundraisers are hurtful. I think so too. <laughs> 
Um, all right. My just question for you is uh, <laughs> if you were uh, one of the babysitters, the babysitter club members' parents, who would you be? <laughs> um, um, I think I would probably, I would probably be Dawn's mom who comes later. Um, oh, um, because Christy's mom's pretty shitty to Christy. Like they fight a lot. Yes. Like no offense, yeah. Alicia Silverstone, but I hope you're a better mom than book Christy's mom. Cause she's just like, Christy, I cannot deal with you. And like, doesn't have really good management skills with her family. But I feel like just on the benefit of I was born in California, I'd probably be Dawn's mom and be like, Hey, whatever. What's up? Cool. I'm a Mary Marianne's dad later. Oh, <gasps> is that why I did it? Oh, yeah. <gasps> you want to marry Mark Evan Jackson? I want to marry Mark Evan Jackson's character in the Babysitter's That's Club. Fair. Um, do you That's remember fair. the book Babysitter's Club one where um, Dawn found the secret passage in her house and it like led back? <gasps> yes. It was so good. Anytime I go to a New England town, I'm like, is there a secret passage? I used to love those and I loved the vacation ones. The vacation ones were always really fun. Boy Crazy Stacy, where she goes to the Jersey Shore. <laughs> Stacy, you She slut. is so boy crazy. So boy crazy. Ah, oh. She just can't stop. Which is your favorite babysitter? Who's your favorite babysitter? And then who's your favorite character? Who's not a babysitter? Oh, wow. Whole series, not um, just this book. Oh my goodness. I think I'm gonna still have to, I'm gonna hold strong to Claudia. There was always something I really dug about Claudia and, and I feel the same way now. I think she's just, she seems like she would have been one of those chill babysitters who's like, yeah, let's paint whatever. Yeah, um, give me some candy. And uh, yeah, she has candy. I mean, what more do you want? Um, and then, you know, I, uh, I really felt for Watson this time around. <laughs> I know, we're so old. Poor Watson. I never would have said that as a kid, but now I'm like, oh man, this guy, he's just trying to do right by this single mom. <laughs> he is. He's just giving her a nice big house. Yeah. He just wants oh, to help her raise now six kids. Right. So, because they're going to merge fans. Oh, it's going to be so many kids in one house. Mm -hmm. um, I think my favorite, my favorite of the original four is probably Stacy. Cause she's from New mm -hmm. York, I guess. But then like, is, and she, oh, go ahead. And she deals with the beaties. Yep. Yep. The beaties <laughs> has a hard time with it. Um, uh, and she's still a little fashionable, like Christy and Claudia's lack of fat or no, Christy and Marianne's lack of fashion always kind of bugged me. Um, mm -hmm. but then like later on when they start getting new babysitters, I was really into Mallory Pike. Like, do you remember her? Yeah. I do. And wasn't she redhead? She was a redhead. And I think I yeah. liked her because she was like one of the family they babysat. And then she like aged into being babysitter age. And I was like, the student becomes the teacher. Yes. Well, I was like, oh, because I started reading the books before I was babysitter age. I was kid age. And then I was like, oh, I guess I could grow up someday just like Mallory. But then when she tried, when she tried to join the club, they were so mean to her for at first. <sighs> Ugh. They got so elitist about it. Yeah. And uh, when Mallory and Jesse <laughs> tried to get in, they like made them have to tie tourniquets and shit. You were like, what? What are you doing, Babysitter's Club? Calm down, Christy. So has there ever been a finale to this or did it stay open-ended? Because I truly don't remember. Like, because they grew up, but what, I don't remember if there was an ever a this is the last book or like we disbanded the club or we're all going to college or whatever. 
I don't remember. Um, all right. Here's, here's what I'm going to give you. Here's what I got. Uh, Babysitter's Club, Friends Forever, 1999 to 2000. <laughs> These novels are an extension of the original series set mm. following the fire at Marianne's house. <gasps> girl I did not know about. No. Um, which drastically impacted the lives of the Babysitter's Club. And con- well, yeah. And concluded, here we go. The Babysitter's Club Friend Forever's limited series concluded with a final super special detailing the girls' graduation from fucking middle school. <laughs> they were in middle school for hundreds of books. But then there's like the Babysitter's Club the summer before. Then the Babysitter's Little Sister, where Christy's little stepsister Karen gets her own series of books. I had some of those for a while. I'm sorry, wait, okay. I never I never realized that they didn't age. <laughs> so for 24 years they were in middle school. I mean, they were, yeah. Well, I wonder then, because the ones that are set in 99 and 2000, are those gonna have modern references? Is it like Simpsons where the technology is just changed around Bart and Lisa? Yeah. I never realized they didn't age. <laughs> I know. What do you think happens just, to the original four oh babysitters? God. Oh man. Well, Christy's running some sort of company. Yep. <laughs> um, I would hope Claudia is an artist, or like artist somewhere. I could see her having like a gallery or something like that. Stacy's been divorced um, a lot. Oh. <laughs> man, crazy Stacy doesn't sound as good. And <laughs> man. Cougar Stacy. Lauren, Lauren, can we do a web series where we are four people based on the baby? <gasps> All right, great. Um, um, oh, and what happened? Marianne finally professed her love to Christy. Probably. And that's the other part of Christy's story is she and Marianne finally ended up together. I think it's nice. Do you want to hear my fun fact about Anna Martin? Always. Which I um, just thought was so sweet and wonderful and cute. And I want to make sure I'm quoting it right. Because I always wondered about her. Like, she was a name on a book cover, uh-huh. and it was like, she's written this stuff. She went to Smith College. Uh, she was born in 1955 in Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, she's hella famous for Babysitter's Club. But she won Newbery Honor for, a, for um, an additional book. But at the end of her Wikipedia entry, it says, Martin quietly came out as queer in 2016. Good for you. I'm... I don't know why that delights me to no end, but reading through this, you're like, that's also a little bit of a Christy in there. Like, yeah, Christy got a boyfriend Mm -hmm. at some point, but like she always, there was always something like independent and non, non sex binary, non gender binary. Christy was just interesting. Christy Mm -hmm. was her own person. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that she did it at the age of what, like in her sixties. Yeah. Good. That's so great. Really? That like, I don't know, that made this whole reread, not that the reread wasn't fun, because it really, really was, but finding that fact was just like, good, I'm so glad to know that about somebody who impacted my childhood so positively. Like, yay, good for you, Ann M. Martin. Thanks, Ann M. Martin. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, this is a trip down memory lane for sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe next time we should read Sweet Valley High out all night. <laughs> <laughs> Those tramps. Well, I, I think, <clears throat> I think that that book where like Jessica Wakefield stays out all night, I have a vague memory of not being allowed to read it. 
Like, really? My mom saw the title and was like, you can't read a book called Out All Night. No, man. So I'm pretty sure I snuck it. Um, That's amazing. That oh, gosh. Now I really can't wait yeah. to get to Arizona to see if I can find all of my old Dude, books. If you go through that treasure trove and you see something you want to reread um, that's easily <laughs> digestible that we can yell about next pod, we should do that. Because I don't know when I'm... Should we just... I don't know when we'll I'm... just pull up my favorite murder and try to read us uh, some VC Andrews. Jesus. <laughs> now that is trash. That is tr- but good trash. Good trash. I read all that shit. Speaking of ghost. Oh, writers, those were definitely like my first uh, sex scenes that I ever read in books were courtesy of VC Andrews. And it was with her brother. Um, ah, so dirty. So, so dirty. It's always incest with VC Andrews. It's always incest. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Jesus H. Oh, these authors who are working through some shit. They were working through a lot because, and apparently we all are because everybody read it. Yeah. Um, no, but it would be, it would be fun to just keep up like the nostalgia reads, especially in summer. We're, I think. What day is it's it? It's May 23rd. Where are we? Okay. Yeah. So it's almost summertime. Um, I think that you and I are going to read some trash books, some nostalgic childhood garbage. Hey, if you also wanted to read a Goosebumps, I don't think I ever read any Goosebumps. So if you... Oh my gosh, me either, because they scared me too much when I was a kid. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so if we want to go with... Just the covers were creepy. They were the scariest. I seem to remember some sort of like uh, ventriloquist dummy, and I don't like him. Um, yeah, yeah, something like that. No, thank you. Yeah, so really, friends. But I read R.L. Stein because R.L. Stein wrote Goosebumps, right? But I yeah, no, yeah. I would read some other R.L. Stein books, but not the Goosebumps ones. Lauren, um, you and I are gonna have a conversation because I remember some good R.L. Steins that were like, I know what you did last summer esque, that were like teenagers yeah. doing stupid shit, and I think one of those should be our next stupid book because y'all, our brains. Yeah, are let's not. just do it. Oh yeah, he did. Okay, he did write Goosebumps. But why would I read other books, but not the Goosebumps ones? No, because I didn't either. Questions abound. So, anyway, we'll figure that yeah. out. But I'm glad we potted because I miss you and I miss talking into microphones. Me too. Yeah. It's true. And we miss all of you, bookworms. Yeah. So lots of you see us on Facebook. Um, keep interacting with us. It's nice to know that we have friends out there who are listening and are awesome. Um Yeah, and stay safe, protect yourself. Wash your hands. Read stay inside and read some books. Don't touch your face. Babysitter's Club premieres nope. on Netflix, like, July something. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh. Say hello to your friends. Babysitter's Club. Anyway, uh, hey, stay gold, Christy, with the great idea. <laughs> stay gold. Uh, wait, what were they? Fluffy and Muffy or whatever the Pink. dog twins Pinky were? Pinky and Buffy. Pinky. <laughs> Pinky and Buffy. Stay gold, Marianne, with your babyish braids, you fucking baby. <laughs> Stay gold, Stacy's mom, who's got it going on. Stay gold, Stacy, and stay away from anything that'll <laughs> hurt your diabetes. <laughs> stay gold, Weston, and, uh, or Watson. I hope your um, stepkids stop being dicks. Stay gold, boo-boo, you fat fuck. Oh, stay gold. Oh, wait. What? Question. Sorry to interrupt the stay golds. Everyone's like, we thought the episode was over, and they are still talking. Wasn't a later book about boo-boo having kittens and that's why boo-boo got so fat oh that would make sense that would, i don't remember for I'm sure do some for 100 sure but i'm gonna bet that that happened that sounds like something that happened stay gold boo-boo's future kittens 
Stay gold, Claudia, and your whole family. <laughs> oh, stay gold, Jessica. Stay gold, Lauren. Thank you for listening to Required Readcast. If you enjoyed the show, head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave us a rating and or review. We're also available on Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at REQ Readcast. Required Readcast is produced by Sexpot Comedy. Theme music and lyrics by Max McEwen and Noah Evan Wilson. Vocals by Aaron C. Willis. Stay Stay gold, gold, bookworms. bookworms!